Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode, and thank you for being a part of our community. I really appreciate you being part of True Form Life Productions, Exploring Mind and Body, and I know some of you are involved in the other things I do as well, so thank you for that. I'm going to be at True Form Life on Twitter. If you want weekly newsletter tips, recipes, videos, and more, (laughs) that sounds like rehearsed. I promise I wasn't reading that. Uh, That's going to be on trueformlife.com. There's a side widget there that you can add your email to. There's no spam, no greasy sales pitches, none of that nonsense that I don't like. (laughs) You guys ever listen to, sometimes when I flip on the radio show, radio station, the, the DJs or whatever you call them, disc jockeys, I guess that's the same thing. Um, They talk like this. (laughs) I don't know why that cracks me up. Welcome to another. (laughs) All right. Maybe that's not so funny, but it cracks me up. (laughs) Anyways, so thanks for being a part of the community. And if you want more information, if you want to jump on board and, and get emails to your inbox, from me. I personally write those every day and I've been talking about accountability here recently. It's not what this show is about, but those newsletters keep me accountable. They keep me posting my radio shows each week, writing a blog post each week as well, and then making new videos and new content. I, I just shared some, a pretty cool newsletter. It's funny, when I'm done my newsletter, I'm kind of proud of myself. <laughs> Is that weird? But it takes me time. It takes me hours to write blog. Sometimes it takes me hours to write each individual blog post uh, and then put together different forms of information in different ways so it's interesting and intriguing and, and holding interest. It's kind of my art form, if you will, and I, I kind of like that. And I really appreciate feedback and when people open up the emails. Of course, you can track all that. And I don't follow that too much, to be honest with you. I do have a good idea of, of you know who's opening or the number. But I just want to know if that's going up or down or if there's more information I can share or if I need to get better with what I'm doing. So you can check that out on the websites also, exploringmindandbody.com. Again, it's just a side widget. Or there's a link that says free ebook. So you also can get a free ebook too if you're if you want to join with that. Anyways, let's get into this show because I want to talk about anger. And maybe the show is going to be called Dealing with Anger, I think. I'm not quite sure yet. But anyways, most of the stuff I'm talking about today is anger. And there's so much there's so many people in this world that is engulfed in anger. It's like their insides are marinating in anger, if you will. It's not that it's not funny. It's not a funny subject. It's an odd type of subject because there's so many people. So don't think it's just you. And there's a lot of people out there that's that are full of anger, and don't know they're they're angry. Like they just don't understand that that's their normal. Their normal is being angry all the time. So they don't know what it's like to be light and they have stress in their shoulders and they have stress in their words and they have stress in their eyes. And I don't know how. Many people can visually see that, but I can see that. I can feel that. And when someone's just walking by you, that's that's full of anger. I mean, you, you, you know it. You can tell. And I think that changes the whole atmosphere of the room. And I don't want you to think it's it's an emotion that people avoid or maybe that I don't like. It's it's just the way people are. And, it, and there's a lot of people like that. I'm going to say people a lot in this one because <laughs> I don't want to specify anyone, specify anyone in particular. But because it, there's, I don't know if there's a lot of 
if the, I don't know if there's a particular group of people. I wouldn't say it's age. I wouldn't say it's a man or woman. There's a lot of people that carry anger on their shoulders. And, it, you know, it's time to let it go. So that anger really isn't helping anyone out. We carry anger from our childhood, if you could imagine. We're 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old. We could be 25 years old. We carry that anger a lot of the time for our entire lives. And that anger weighs on us. It puts stress on us. It bothers us mentally and physically. And something that's really going <laughs> to blow your hair back is I believe that the stress we put on our body through anger, we hold on to it so tight that sooner or later that turns into a dis-ease in our body. Now, I'm not going to jump into a bunch of major diseases because my thoughts are quite different around that aspect that I'm not going to get into in this show. But anything, we get our body goes through a lot of disease. If we hurt our back, that's a disease. If we hurt our finger, that's a disease. <laughs> so, so many people are like, oh my gosh, they have a disease. <laughs> Every time you put some, some kind of processed food in your body that your body doesn't recognize, utilize, can't absorb, your body's like, your body, trust me, your body is at, is not at ease. It's trying to figure out what you're doing to it. I'm not pointing my finger at you either. I'm just saying that in general, that this whole disease thing is in the disease nation. We're all full of disease, every one of us, <laughs> unless you live in a monastery. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But if unless you are completely at ease and satisfied with life as we know it, your body is at disease in some way. So don't get all freaked out by that word. Now, now. But I'm serious about major diseases. If you're carrying around anger for most of your life, if you have that internal tension, I personally believe, and I haven't read this anywhere, I haven't even heard it anywhere, and I don't say it very often, but I really believe that those major diseases come from dis-ease in our body for long periods of time, and that's based around stress and anger. Now, that's a big deal, and that's a lot. That's a, that's a mouthful. That's a lot to take in. And I'm not here to scare you. I'm just sharing my perspective on how I feel anger affects our lives. So like I said before, some of us walk around with tension in our eyes, if you could imagine. We have tension in our shoulders, tension in our words coming from stress put on by us by anger that we carry around from day-to-day -day life. Now, there's things that we can do to release anger. But let me let me talk about fitness for a second because that's what I do. I, t I teach fitness. And to be honest with you, I really believe that at times fitness gets in the way of the root of the issue. So a lot of times I w we're working out, but you can see there's something wrong. There's something wrong internally or some, there's something on someone's mind. And I do a lot of that. I talk to my clients and we work through a lot of different things. I often say fitness is the last part of what I do. But... It doesn't. It really doesn't make any sense. So here's the, it's, here's the, my comparison. If you're going to work out as hard as you can, and then you go through the drive-thru on your way home, what was the point? <laughs> I mean, that's not going to change. It's not really going to change a whole lot. Now, it's not a whole lot different. If you're if you're one of those people that have all kinds of anger built up and stored up, so you go and you work incredibly hard in the gym and you start to eat right, and then that anger comes back, whatever it is, that internal anger you haven't dealt with, it's going to come back around, I promise you. If you don't deal with it, it's going to come back. So you go ahead and you work hard, and then some reason, something internally sabotages your hard work because you're angry. 
and people don't like to people don't like to hear that. They don't like to say, they don't like me to say why are you angry or what are you angry about. People don't like those words, but it's not you know it's not such a ne- it's not such a negative word. There's so many people angry. We're angry. We're, we're angry people. <laughs> we carry anger from our childhood. That, that's what baffles me. So check this out. I said this a few times before, but age does not define our maturity level. So many of us are walking around in growing up bodies, <laughs> grown up ages and grown up careers, and we still act like children. So just because we're a certain age doesn't mean that we're grown and a grown adult. I suppose it depends what your definition of an adult is. But we carry grudges our entire lives. You might have a grudge with your little sister that you're all grown and maybe you're old now. <laughs> whatever age you think is old. No, I'm not going to say a number. But whatever it is. So you could have a 20-year, 30-year. Are you kidding me? Someone has got to be big enough to say, I'm sorry. It was my fault. Even if it wasn't. <laughs> I know you don't want to hear that if that's one of you. But just think about all that anger and frustration and tension that's weighing on your shoulders. For years and years, you avoid family events. You avoid your grandkids or your niece, whoever it is. You avoid family that you love or want to be around. That's tension. That's stress. That's anger. And it all it's all no good. <laughs> it all builds up to nothing positive. So, And I'm not talking about just a grudge. There's other things. We're still mad at our parents. Did I say that earlier in the show? <laughs> Are we mad at our parents? Come on. <laughs> it's not our parents' fault. We're not the victim in this life, and it's time we stop playing the victim. So take responsibility for whatever happened in your life. We're not the victim. It's not the other person's fault, and most of the time it's not your fault either. It's, it's sometimes we could be... What do you call it? Vict- I don't want like the word victim, but victim of circumstance. I'm sure there's a better way to say that. But sometimes that's the way the situation goes. That was a difficult time for me when I was younger. I was kind of growing up as athletes. I had the mindset of why me? Like why me? Or why couldn't this happen? Why couldn't we just get one more hit to win the game? And to me, that was a very immature mindset. But that's I think that's a mindset of an athlete, and I'm sure <laughs> athletes still have that mindset of why couldn't this happen? Why couldn't we just win this game to move on? And by by blaming another situation or, you know, sometimes you can do everything right and the situation doesn't turn out the way you want it to be. Let me say it again. Sometimes you can do everything right and the outcome is not what you were hoping for. So that means it's no one's fault, but we still hold on to that anger. That co- that coach really, really got to me. They, they should have put me in the game or they should have let me play longer and we would have won. <laughs> no, that's not how that's not how things work. Even if you're in the game, the situation ended up to be like that for some reason or another. And usually during difficult times, things work out for the best. That's going to I know that's probably going to throw you for a loop as well. Most of the times when difficult situations happen, they happen for the best. So if you needed to move on for a situa- from a situation, there is a reason you need to move on from the situation. Try to find the positives in it. And I guarantee you, if you think hard enough, there's going to be more positive than negative. If you're in a negative environment, a toxic, negative, detrimental environment, and it's time for you to move on, you had to move on for some reason or another, maybe you couldn't afford it, maybe you didn't get along with someone, Maybe you moved, you had to move for a job. Whatever it is, it wasn't it wasn't anyone's fault. By blaming someone else or blaming yourself, holding on to guilt and anger, that's only making your situation worse. 
And guilt is another one I want to get into because guilt causes frustration and also causes a different kind of anger. I believe there's a there's also there's kind of like a pendulum. So you can cry and you can laugh. It's just on opposite ends of the pendulum. You can be super happy or you can be super sad. There's nothing wrong. Like one's not wrong, one's not right. There's just somewhere in between and guilt is somewhere in between frustration and happiness if you will on the far side. And if you're guilt if you're feeling guilty about whatever situation is that's weighing you down, that's causing frustration because you can't move on or you're not you're not giving yourself the ability to move on. You can't, trust me, you can't. There's just a, something holding you back from doing that. So there's so many different things that we can do to release anger. One of the things I like to talk about is, you know, writing it down. So I'm designing this brand new detox. It's called the Love Yourself Detox. Now, it's not live yet, but if you're listening to this at a later date, you can check out trueformlife.com slash products, I think, somewhere around there. Trueformlife.com for sure, but you can go check out to see if it's on there. But I'm talking like loving yourself. So many so many of us, we don't love ourselves. We treat our bodies like we don't like ourselves. We're hard on ourselves. We carry guilt around. We have that anger. And by not controlling our emotions, I'm going to come back to controlling emotions, but by not controlling our emotions and finding a way to love ourselves and release our anger, we're really putting more stress, more anger, more guilt, all that kind of nonsense, self-hating kind of stuff. We're putting that, we're doing that to ourselves. We do that. That's no one else's fault. And another show, I'm going to talk about expectations and perception. Because no one can can make you perceive a situation in any other way than you perceive it. That's you. You tell yourself a story about what happened. And that's it. That's what you believe and that's the way it is. If you make yourself believe that food's the enemy, that food is going to put more weight on you, then it will. And you're always going to hate food. If you're starving yourself, if you're eating the most bland types of food you could possibly eat, you're never going to enjoy food and be able to live a life of enjoyment because we need food. We need food to live. And by starving yourselves, we're only starving our mind, we're starving our metabolism, and we're accumulating body fat and frustration because food's always around. Always someone eating. There's always somewhere to go to get food. There's always groceries to buy. You know, food is food is the root of life. We need food to survive. I love food. And when I say I love food, I love food, <laughs> not food-like substances. I love whole food. I love taking pictures of it. I love creating it. I love buying it. I love playing with it, <laughs> Play, playing with my food. Yeah, I play with my food sometimes. But th I love food. I really do. And I'm talking about whole food, not food-like substances that, that come in a box and you're not really sure what it is or the drive-through. Try it through. It gets me when people are like, oh, I love food. I just love to eat. I'm like, well, what do you eat? And then they tell you what you eat, and you're like, whoa, it's not food. <laughs> Who told you that was food? They're lying to you. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I'm having fun here. <laughs> I hope you're having fun here, too. Of course, if you got this is your first episode. I don't ever mean to laugh at people. Hopefully, I'm laughing with you, or you're laughing with me. Anyways, so I'm just talking about releasing that anger and releasing that tension. So when I said that there's different ways to release it, I like this one, This one, probably the most beneficial thing that you can do, which I have in that love detox that I've designed, is, is writing what you're angry about. 
and it's just called a angry letter. You can write down what stresses you out. You can write down what you're scared of, you know, what you're afraid of, your internal issues, whatever's going on. You can write that down. And so many of us hold on to that anger. We hold on to that tension and frustration and guilt. And by not releasing it, we don't want to tell our friends or family. It's embarrassing. We're holding on to that. You're going to tell you're 35 years old and you're going to tell a friend that you've been holding on to the guilt because your dad yelled at you when you were six. No one's going to do that. <laughs> you want to, you're holding on to that because you haven't let it out in any way. So you can write it down and release your emotions that way. Now, there's a number of different ways to write angry letters. Personally, I would say you can, I would say write it, write it down with a pen because I want you to burn it. I'll come back to that in a second. So you can sit there and write it or you can type it, whatever you want. But all you're going to, you're not going to sit and think before you write. You're just going to sit down and start writing. And you're going to see your pen's going to start moving like crazy if you got a lot of anger going on, which there's nothing wrong with. Don't be embarrassed by how much anger you have. Don't be embarrassed about what thoughts or words are coming out. Just let it go. Let it flow. That's what's happening. The anger is flowing out of you and you're releasing emotions. And it doesn't, oh, cry. Go ahead and cry. There's nothing wrong with crying. There's nothing wrong with letting go of that tension that you've been holding on for years because that's holding you back. And you have to find a release valve. Some of us are bursting with anger and we need to find a way to let it go. Sure, this is emotional time, but there's nothing wrong with emotional times. We avoid emotional times. That's the reason we're here full of anger and frustration and stress. And we have so many diseases in our body because we've been holding on to anger for so long in our lives. So go ahead and sit down and write your angry letter. And then when you're done writing it, you don't stop yourself. Don't, oh my God, I, what's going on in my life? I, I can't write this anymore. No, no, <laughs> let it go because that's been stuck inside you for a long time. And the next thing, I, I, no one needs to read it. That's personal to you. I don't want you to keep it and hold on to it and read it every night. <laughs> it should not be your bedtime story. And in fact, no one should read it. That's personal to you. Don't give it to a psychiatrist. Don't send it to me, please. <laughs> burn it. I want you to burn it because burning is significant in a number of different ways. It shows you that you're, by burning it, the ashes and the smoke shows you that you're releasing it from your life. You're actually burning it. So you're visually seeing those emotions disappearing. There's a lot of different reasons why we should actually burn it. So burn it so no one else can read it. <laughs> and that should be reason enough. And, and I want you to let it go. And I also want you to understand that this isn't going to happen overnight. You're not going to write one letter and be like, woo, that 25 years of anger is gone now. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You need to write often and release these emotions. So you could set you, you could make yourself a little 10-day challenge. Write every day. Write, give yourself some angry time and write every day. Go ahead and let everything out. And I would imagine you could have more stuff coming out. Who knows? You might have, you have, might have more pages <laughs> once you start to write more and more. But I'd imagine sooner or later that stress is going to release. That anger is going to release from you. You're going to have less and less to write. Find yourself a quiet place to write, some, somewhere personal, somewhere you can release your thoughts and emotions, somewhere you can let go of some tears and, and move on. Move on from the day. And I don't mean move on from your life. Like I said, that, that may stick around for a while. Just move on from the day. You go ahead and re release that, release your emotions, release your anger, and then go ahead and move on. That's it. It's over with. Burn your piece of paper as soon as you can and watch the emotions disappear. That may take some time. It could take seven days you know, to continue to write. It may take seven weeks. Wherever you're at, you need to continue to release that emotion. And don't think this is a quick fix. 
please don't think this. There's no quick fixes. Usually, when when you if you lose weight in ten days, you're probably gonna gain it back in five. If you're one of those people that are all or nothing, if you're gonna get, if you're gonna do looking for a quick fix, usually whatever you lose or whatever you gain in a short time comes back twice as quick because there's nothing sustainable there. You know those people that win the lottery? <laughs> there's something. There's some crazy statistic like 80% of people that win the lottery, they have the they go bankrupt in a short time, whatever it is. I was just reading some money magazine. Actually, Barbara Stanny gave me some inspiration to do more stuff around money. And one of her tips was do something, read something every day about money. So I was reading this money tip about those that win the lottery. And it makes perfect sense to me. Their lifestyle is not built to have that much money. I'm not saying they don't deserve it or they shouldn't have it. I'm saying their environment, habits, and lifestyle isn't built around to have that much money. So they lose it quickly. That's the same thing with losing weight. If your lifestyle and habits and rituals aren't based around living a healthy lifestyle, you could go ahead and jump on a diet plan. You could go to the gym and lose a bunch of weight. You could take some (laughs) supplements or pills and drop a bunch of weight. But you're going to gain it back unless you change somewhere. If you look, don't look to the root of the issue. If you don't let go of that anger, if you don't let let go of that frustration, if you don't find out what's going on internally, then your lifestyle is going to show you that that does that weight's gonna come back because that's the way you live. That's why that's why I address our ha- habits, our environment, and our lifestyle because that's the way you see r- real results. All right, so that angry letter was the first thing I want you to do. Actually, I think it was Barbara Stanny. She just said that they did some kind of angry thing where she throws ice on the ground. <laughs> oh no, I don't know. She throws ice in her backyard or somewhere. She gets angry. She just whips ice across. <laughs> In her back, that'd be hilarious. Like, I think Barbara's a pretty well-known person in her field. <laughs> Could you imagine driving by her house and she's hucking ice cubes across the backyard? <laughs> that would be awesome. I said to her, do you stomp on them? I know that sounds wrong in many different ways, but, you know, you, you want to stomp on ice? Does anyone else feel like stomping on ice? Jumping on it with two feet? That'd be fun. <laughs> so you can, that's what Barbara's recommendation is. Go ahead and release some anger and frustration and toss some ice cubes in the backyard. You can. I think you should jump on them. I, I would jump on them. In fact, I might do that after this show. Release your anger some way so you could take a boxing class. Some people work out to release anger. I know it sounds like I'm just contradicting myself here, but it's if you understand, if you if you're having your angry thoughts while you're running, while you're working out, if that that person or people is pushing you to get to the next level, I think you're releasing it in some way. You're releasing your frustration. You know, some people cry during workouts. There's nothing wrong with that. Some people go on long runs and they release all kinds of emotions. One of my guys, one of my clients, he's a runner and he just signed up for this death race up here in Canada. I think it's 100 miles or something crazy. And he said one of his friends ran it and at the end of it, I don't know how many miles he had left, but he was he was crying. He was in tears. Just because there's so much emotion. Could you imagine the emotion and frustration and fear and anxiety, all that that you're releasing by running and putting your body through that much stress and emotions, I guarantee there's going to be something emotional coming out there. <laughs> We've all got something in there, you know, deep, deep down that we need to address. That's not everyone, of course. If you're doing these runs or if you're a if you're a regular extreme athlete doing marathon or Ironmans or whatever you're doing, it's not going to come out every time. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. A whole bunch of crying Ironmen. <laughs> I thought you guys were supposed to be tough. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. 
let's move on. It's probably not funny to you. So, <laughs> this show is being ending up longer than I anticipated, as usual. But I, I didn't, I didn't sit down and write what I thought I should write. I just, I'm just talking about this. I'm just openly talking about how to get rid of anger and frustration, and my feelings around it because I really believe we're doing ourselves an injustice by holding on to anger, not addressing the issue that we have anger, and then releasing it in some way. So I personally would choose an angry letter first, and I would write often. And you should write that letter often enough until you come to a time where you can write a forgiveness letter. And yeah, that's shocking. How's that for you? <laughs> How does that hit you? If you really have let go of whatever you want to let go of, if you really find out what's making you angry, and you write enough, you release enough emotions, you should feel comfortable writing a forgiveness letter. I forgive you. I forgive you for doing this to me and doing that to me. By writing that letter, you're under you're making yourself understand that it's not your fault, that you're not the victim because you're not. And, and you know at times, you know there are situations if you're kind of a control freak, if you need if you need control and you need to let people you need to control other people or if you have issues with people controlling you, I mean you have to understand that we're not in control of everything. We're really not. We can't control everything in our lives. Sometimes we're just we're just the way the circumstances goes. Sometimes the odd person says, you know, you don't have a whole lot of emotion. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I wear my emotions on my sleeve. If I'm tired or if I'm exhausted, mentally, physical, I'm not jumping around pretending I'm happy. <laughs> I look exhausted. If I'm happy, well, you guys hear me laugh. When I laugh, the whole room hears that I'm laughing. I'm having a good time. <laughs> you can bet that. I say I wear my emotions on my sleeve. If I'm angry, it doesn't happen too often. If I'm angry, I'm going to let you know about it. And it's usually, I control my emotions. Don't get me wrong, everyone loses control once in a while, but I, I can control my emotions. I think I'm pretty good at it. And I don't hold on to things. I can let go of things. If something bad happens, I'm going to think about it. Maybe I'll write about it. I'll talk about it. And I'll let it go and move on. Because if you let someone else control your life, if you let someone control your anger <laughs> levels and frustration, then they're affecting you negatively all the time. If one thing happened to you, you know, let that one thing happen to you and move on. Otherwise, it's going to continue to happen to you as many times as you run it through it in your mind, as many times as you're the victim, as many times as they did this to you. No one did anything to you. Listen to me for a second. <laughs> it's just what happened. It's just the way it is. It's time to move on. Let it go because that's holding you back. Your perception of you believing that it happened to you or that you're a victim is what's holding you back. So it's time to let it go and move on. And when I say control your emotions, there's nothing wrong with being emotional. Laugh and cry and have a good time. But if you have less expectations, if you are if you try to keep your body or emotions kind of on an even keel and, and let things happen as they may, as difficult as that sounds, you're going to be able to handle situations better, easily, more easily, and more efficient rate. And I'm, not, I'm no expert or pro. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I see and what I try to do. Because... There's always ups and downs in life. If something's happy is going on in your life and you're super excited and you're jumping around, you're usually the opposite kind of person as well. You ever seen those people that are super happy? <laughs> they always seem happy. Well, behind closed doors, a lot of times those people are super sad too. We all know Robin Williams' story. On stage, on the screen, on a comedy show or a late night show, that guy was the happiest, loudest guy around. And he suffered from deep, deep depression. And he, so he had a difficult time finding his happy medium, his even keel. And that's how, you know, those people that have tons and tons of friends, 
and, and I'm sorry, I'm, I don't mean I'm, don't mean any disrespect if, if you're one of them. You have tons and tons of friends on <laughs> social media, and all you do is talk to them, and you have a very hard time being alone. I mean, that's those are band-aids, friends. They're band-aids. Those people aren't super happy. They're not content. If we have difficulties being alone, and it's a big issue, a lot of us do. I'm not pointing my finger at anyone here, but those are band-aids. Those are those are tools. They cover up true happiness. And I think if you can be content being alone, being with your own thoughts and words and emotions, then you can find what content is. You can you can understand what it is. You can release some anger, some frustration. You can live happy. <laughs> we, our bodies don't always have to be in disease. All right, so we're coming to an end here, and I just want I just wanted I wanted to share that with you. I wanted to let you know that you don't have to live in anger or frustration. You know what you can tell if you're angry is if your voice raises when you start to talk about someone or you start to talk a little more tightly. Do you know what I mean? If your face if your face has tension, if your shoulders have tension when you start talking about a situation, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how you can tell if you're angry or frustrated about a situation. You can also write. If you're not quite sure if you of course, we go back to writing. I love to write. It's such a medicinal way to release emotions. And once you start doing it for a while, you're going to feel that. You're going to feel the anger start to slowly leave. You're going to feel the stress lift off your shoulders. But if you write a little bit, write about a situation, and you let it go, then you can feel that. You can literally feel the stress leave your body by releasing it in some manner. So we don't have to live stress. We don't have to live stressed out lifestyles. We don't have to live angry. We can figure out if you know what we're angry about if we write it or talk about it or address it in some way. We don't have to live in guilt. We don't have to be guilty of food by eating. Love food. Enjoy it. Food nourishes our body. Find a way to enjoy it. Find someone to help you enjoy it. I don't mean splitting a pizza. <laughs> I'm talking about understanding the truth about food. Do some research. Pay attention to what's really going on because those fad diets, those celebrity detoxes, whatever is going on is usually nonsense. We need food to live. We need to survive. And if you're depriving yourself of food, if you're guilty about it, if you're angry somewhere deep down because food has affected you in some way, it's time to move on. So find a way to release it and pay attention to what's going on around that situation. So that's all I really wanted to say on this episode. Once again, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for sharing being part of our community, True Form Life Productions, all past episodes on exploringmindandbody.com. All my stress detox posts are going to be going up on trueformlife.com. On one of the last shows, I got ranked number one on Google, which was sweet. <laughs> but I'm going to keep doing the stress thing. I'm going to keep doing the detox thing. We just started another group, private group detox. That's going awesome. We're going to have more coming up. And I'm also designing something so you don't have to... You don't have to sign up at a specific date. And then again, very soon, I'm going to throw out there the Love Yourself Detox, the 10-day detox, and it's really going to show you how to appreciate the one body we have. And that's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening.